This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Inside, inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 105.7 The Fan. Orioles lose last night 3-1. to one. They only got three hits, two of them from Jordan Westberg. They're back in action again tonight. Rubber match against the Reds as uh, Baltimore baseball tonight will start at 6 o'clock. That's Bob Haney, Ryan Ripken. They are going to be live from Pickles Pub. We are efforting to get Tim Kirchin from ESPN talk some Orioles and some MLB baseball as we – it's it's June 28th. The trade deadline is August 1st, so it's going to be here before you know it. Fired up to say, look, every single person that we've had on talking about the trade deadline, saying how unique it's going yeah. to be, and we're about to hear more about it with Tim Kirchner. So let's go out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. He's the Hall of Famer. He covers baseball for ESPN. It's Tim Kirchner. And Tim, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. L- let me start with the Orioles, and they bring up another young player in Jordan Westberg, and all he's done is gotten three hits in two days. It, it just seems like I- – I can't remember a farm system this robust with hitters. Yeah, this has been remarkable to watch over the last few years. And it took so long to get to this point, and people were wondering, when are we going to see the talent? And then now we see it all the time. It's so, so impressive what the Orioles have done. And this is going to keep them in a really good spot for many years to come. Uh, once you get through the difficulties of a rebuild, um, things start to really look up, and that's precisely where the Orioles are right now. And if you're an Oriole fan, you got to be thrilled with what the next few years is going to look like. And, Tim, we were just talking about it uh, before we got you on. The, the Orioles' best farm system in baseball. They have a lot of assets that they can trade to get major league talent But how do you expect this trade deadline to go with the central divisions, both of them being down, the extra wild card? We've had guests on uh, in the past saying that this could look a lot different than we're accustomed to seeing. Maybe buyers are buying from other buyers. 
Yeah, I'm a little confused about the trade deadline, I must say. I know friends in the business, people I've spoken to, don't think anything big is going to happen at this trade deadline, and others think it's going to be robust. It's very, very difficult to read. Just like you said, with some teams who were supposed to be good and aren't, like the Cardinals, who have finally started to play a little bit better, what what are they going to do? There's so many teams that are in that situation are they buyers or are they sellers and and all the years i've covered this i'm telling you fellas there have been <laughs> times where gms have told me if we win tonight we're going to be buyers if we lose tonight then we're going to be sellers that's what it comes down to this is when gms earn all their money right now are we in are we out and that's where the orioles are they're definitely in the playoff race i think they're going to make the playoffs but is this the time to take one of those really good young players and go get a pitcher or somebody else who can help when it's not the greatest free, it's not the greatest market of available players. That's the tricky part. And that's the, uh, the, the line that the Orioles are going to have to uh, walk. Talking to Tim Kirchens inside access here on the fan. Tim, let me, let's go with a hypothetical. If you can indulge me for a second, like the white Sox, who are currently 13 games under 500, but they're five and a half games out of first place in the division. If we get to the last week of July and they're 13 to 15 games out, but still only five games out of the division lead. Yeah. Did, like do, do, do you look in the mirror and say, we're just not that good and, and make some moves or do you hang in? Well, yeah, and that's why this is such a confusing trade deadline. I think when you're five out, you have to go for it no matter how poorly you played because you guys know this. This is baseball. If you make the playoffs, virtually anything can happen, as opposed to the NBA when, you know, when Jordan's Bulls were playing and you're the last team in the playoffs and you get to play them in the first round, you have no chance to win, but baseball – doesn't work that way. So I'm not suggesting for a second that the White Sox are all of a sudden going to get hot and do something if they make the playoffs, but it's just really hard to take a team that is in a race and you tell your fans, all right, we're selling players because we don't think we're good enough to win. That is a really, really tough spot to be in. And some of these teams, you know, have sold in the North, like Cardinals, for instance, I just brought them up. They've sold 3.2 million tickets this year and they're going to go out and trade Paul Goldschmidt at the trade deadline I just don't see that happening I think they have to keep going for it no matter what because they have to show their fans thanks for showing up and we're going to try to win for you this year we're speaking to Tim Kirchin it's inside access on the fam well Tim Steve Cohen he put his money where his mouth was they got the highest uh, payroll in all of baseball talking about the Mets and yet on June 28th they're eight and a half games out of a wild card Tim you've covered this league for a long time if they don't end up making the playoffs uh, what is the disappointment level with them and also is Buck Showalter possibly in the crosshairs well, we're waiting to hear from Steve Cohen today. I, I wish I had heard it from him at this point because I'm not sure how to answer this. I think Buck Showalter lasts the season. I think Billy Epler does too, although that could all change here very, very quickly. I am, again, astonished what has happened to the Mets. I know when Edwin Diaz went down, that was a crushing blow in spring training, but their starting pitching ERA is about a run and a half higher than it was last year. Their defense has not been good. 
And this offense, which should be really good, has really been a disappointment. So everything has gone wrong for them. And the way they lost that game on Sunday in the eighth inning with three walks, two hit batters with the bases loaded, an error. They gave up four runs to the Phillies, allowing only one hit. That might have been the sign that, all right, this just isn't going to happen for the Mets this year. And I just did not see it coming at all to this level. Tim, I got to get your thoughts on Shohei Otani and what he's doing this year. And I was one of the ones, like J- Jason, who's not here today, Lock and Fora, we'd argue last year, I thought Aaron Judge deserved the MVP a year ago. He thought it should have been Otani. But what he's doing this year is he had two more home runs last night. He's got 127 strikeouts. How, how is it put like – and you, hey, I love listening to you talk about baseball because you love it as, as much as anyone. But to put in perspective what the heck he's doing. Well, we've never seen anyone like him. I mean, maybe if there was a DH in 1920, Babe Ruth could have pitched and hit, and he probably would have led the league in homers and led the league in ERA. That's how dominant he was. But we've never seen anything like Otani. Just take last night. That's the first time in history that a starting pitcher has had three hits two homers and 10 strikeouts in the same game ever the history of the game. The other, as of the other day, he was leading the league in home runs and leading the league in batting average against as a pitcher. That's, that's just impossible to do. He does impossible things every day. And when you talk about the trade deadline and what happens from there, he's going to dominate all conversation because I, I can't see how the angels can let him get away with just getting a draft choice, and yet I don't see any way that they can trade him if they if they have even an outside chance to keep him for next year and beyond. And they better have five hundred to six hundred million to spend because that's what it's going to cost to sign him. Every single time he plays, it's must see television. He is a breathtaking player to watch any single night. Tim, the Reds are in town to finish off a three-game series at Camden Yards, and much like the Orioles, a lot of talented young players. 42-38, and 38, they're leading the NL Central. Do you think they're going to be in it till the end for that division? Yeah, I'm at the ballpark today, by the way, and I just oh. walked through the uh, in the Reds' clubhouse. And, you know, Ellie De La Cruz walked by, and he's about a foot and a half taller than me. <laughs> Granted, I'm not very tall. That's not the point. He is an amazing physical specimen, and it's just so interesting that at you know halfway through April, people were saying, oh, the Reds are terrible, and now they might be the favorite to win this division. Now, with so many young players, they're going to have some down periods. There's no way around that. However, when you're this young, this athletic, this energetic, and this hungry, good things are going to happen. And, it, again, if I'm watching one game tonight on television – I'm watching the Reds. That's how exciting they are. Matt McClain, the shortstop, has revitalized them uh, in, in many different ways. And then when De La Cruz came up, it was just like a comet came by. And they're, they're a pretty good team right now. I'm not suggesting they're going to run away with this division. This division is far from over. But, boy, did they come quickly in this division. Tim Kirchin, he's in Baltimore to watch Orioles and Reds tonight. He covers baseball for ESPN. Tim, always great. Thank you so much for your time. All right, fellas. See you soon. Thank you so much. We'll switch gears to football coming up next. And Bill Barnwell had an interesting piece on ESPN Plus where he ranked every team's playmakers. Where did the Ravens fall on this list? We're going to tell you next here on The Fan. 
Inside Access with Jason and Karen. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports 24-7-1057. The voice of the fan. Ravens arrive for training camp on the 25th, get back on the practice field on the 26th, and then it's it's full bore go until the regular season starts, and preseason will start soon thereafter them getting to training camp. But it's that time of year where people are doing rankings, and we've been talking about PFF, and Brad Spielberger from PFF is going to join us coming up at 4.30. But right now, Bill Barnwell... He did a piece where he ranked the playmakers for every team. And this is just the skill position guys that every team has. And interestingly enough, with 32 teams in the NFL, T-Bone, he had the Ravens 15th, but he also said that it was maybe his toughest call in the whole thing. Yeah, first line of the blurb, it says, welcome to the most difficult set of playmakers to rank on this list. On paper, Ravens have a team that should comfortably be in the top 10. J.K. Dobbins, Bateman, Odell, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, all of these fancy stats that he goes on um, to include. But then he says, and yet, outside of Andrews, can we count on any of those players? Dobbins missed all of 2021, chunks of last year. Gus Edwards missed all of 2021 and chunks of last year. And Bateman's been banged up. And Odell. And then Flowers, he says, looms as a potential beneficiary if the guys in front of him can't stay healthy. Ravens have better depth than most at receiver. Nelson Aguilar miscast as a starter with the Patriots, but he's an above-average fourth wideout. He sings the praises of Todd Munkin and Isaiah Likely as well. And 
all of it's valid. And we talked about this with Rita Hubbard yesterday. It's sort of a boomer bust type group. This is by far and away the greatest weaponry for Lamar Jackson surrounding him in his career. But the concerns are there. And I think that's why Barnwell is kind of hedging. They're saying it's a middle-of-the-pack group just because of the injury concerns. Yeah, so interestingly enough, so if you're interested, he's got the 49ers 1, the Bengals 2, the Eagles 3, the Seahawks 4, and the Chargers 5. And so 49ers, I, I guess you had Christian McCaffrey to Debo Samuel and and, uh, and that Brandon group. Ayuk. Yeah. yeah. You you're you're pretty you're pretty loaded offensively, and he did make a huge difference for them once. And George Kittle, obviously, as well. But when you think of Mark Andrews and the two young tight ends, and we we probably pay more attention to them than national guys. But we saw Isaiah likely flash a year ago, and Charlie Kohler looks like he's ready to make some sort of impact this year. And the addition of Beckham, and the addition of Flowers. If you can just keep these guys relatively healthy, yes, this is the best weapons that they've arguably ever had since they moved to like year one they had Michael Jackson and Derek Alexander but they didn't have any running game to speak of and not not great tight ends to speak of when you think of the combination of all this and a J.K. Dobbins and a Gus Edwards yeah this is probably the best set of uh of talent best playmakers they've ever had and going deeper though you mentioned the Bengals at two Ravens are last in the division according to Bill Barnwell, Steelers are 13, Browns at 11 or at 12, excuse me. This this is and I think this offense can be extremely dynamic and I think JK Dobbins going to the ground game where he he's going to have a monster year, Ken. I firmly believe that. I, I I feel how I felt heading into the 2021 season, how I do about Dobbins in 2023. Of course, he suffered that ACL in the mm-hmm. preseason game, but I think he's going to have a monster year, and it it opens him up. And Lamar Jackson, remember in 2020, 20, heck, 2020, each of the last couple of years, we talk about him having to put the cape on, Ken. Mm-hmm. Or I, I don't necessarily think it, it's not all on him anymore because you got guys. No, that it can, should not be. You got guys that can create for themselves in terms of Yak with an Odell, with a Bateman, with a Zay Flowers, Duvernay. You think you can unlock things there. J.K. Dobbins averaged six yards per carry as a rookie. Get him activated in the passing game. It, it It's less on Lamar to be Superman now. Now the pressure's on. He's got to produce now. He has zero excuses. The, the offensive line's very good. The weapons around him are very good. There's yeah. no excuses. No. But he doesn't he doesn't have to, for example, think of that Giants play last year where he compounded things, oh. snap goes over his head, he throws the ball over the middle to Pat Ricard, it's picked off. Like he doesn't have to force the issue like that. And if you're going to buy what uh what um Orlando Brown Jr. was selling recently, he's gotta he no longer has an offensive coordinator that's holding the offense back. Greg Roman God, Todd Munkin in you like that's an important addition to this team as well t-bone like that combination of the players they brought in along with the new oc should mean that this thing should should be pretty it it should be pretty explosive absolutely 
Absolutely, it should be. And Munkin's going to put these guys in the best position to succeed. And and you look at his time in Tampa where he was airing it out there. And then Cleveland, Nick Chubb had one of his best years on the ground. And Baker Mayfield still threw for a career high in yardage. I, this offense can beat you in a lot of different ways. Assuming health, they... They're a top 10 group. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he puts this thing together. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr. was on ESPN recently. He thinks they'll be in 11 personnel a lot more than they have been in the past. Uh, I I am very curious to see how he feeds, all the the mouths get fed, how he sort of limits maybe a Beckham snaps because you don't, you don't, when's the last time he played a full season? But you want to, you want to make sure he's healthy at the end of the season. So, like, how they do all this, how they keep Mark Andrews from getting stale now that they have real wide receivers, at least they think they do. So, th- these are some of the challenges that Munkin has, but Munkin, he's, ex- he seems to be excited about these challenges. And then finding a way to work in your first round pick, yeah. carve out a role for him. And d- don't forget about the second year tight ends either with Likely and Kohler. I-, I think they're both going to be factors in this offense. We've been talking uh, this week about. Pro Football Focus's rankings, the position groups, and where the Ravens fall in all these position groups. Well, we're going to go to the source next. Brad Spielberger, he's from PFF, and we talked to him about this next year on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason Kent. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Weinman. The Ginger Gorilla. Lock and Fora. JLC, it's built in. And Barbalace. T-Bone and his nonsensical amusement Ooh. park. Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama. 
We've been talking this week about PFF's rankings of position groups and where the Ravens fit in with all of this, and so it's a great time to go out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. Brad Spielberger from PFF joins us now. And Brad, thanks as always for joining us. So let, uh, let's start with the D-line, if we can, and the Ravens ranking 26, and that includes edge rushers. Is this about, I guess, the unknown, like David Ajabo, a guy that – some thought was going to be a high first round pick before he got hurt. He basically was a red shirt a year ago. Does that get factored in to the the reason the Ravens may have had a low ranking here? Yeah, this is definitely tied to the unknown. Obviously, we want to have projection. You know, you mentioned Ajabo, Adafi Owe, Travis Jones, a lot of these young players, even a Justin Matabuke, who obviously has shown us some good football, but not a ton of years under his belt. You know, we don't want to make a you know, leap to conclusions or assume what could be, but they certainly could jump pretty quickly up those rankings. We were super high on Ajabo coming out. Obviously, tears the Achilles, goes a bit later. But, but yeah, it, it's not a here's where we think they're going to end the season. It's more of a where do we think they stand as of right now. And some of that could be the case with the receiver position, right, Brad? Where Odell Beckham Jr., he obviously didn't play a snap last year. Bateman was injured. Zay Flowers, he's a rookie, brought in Aguilar. Ravens have had some of the worst receiving cores in football past couple years. You guys have them at 15. Do they have the potential to be a top 10 group? I really do think so, yeah. I mean, again, a guy in Zay Flowers that skyrocketed up draft boards for good reason, a dynamic, fun player. And then Rashad Bateman as well, unfortunate for him to get hurt pretty early in the year last year, was off to a good start, obviously had you know the bomb touchdown early in the season. So, yeah, I think they're another, another group on the team where we see some good games, we see a healthy Odell Beckham Jr., start looking like himself again, building that chemistry with Lamar Jackson, particularly for him, I think, down in the red zone on third downs, creating that quick separation. And I think they could be, which would be welcome in Baltimore, no question, you know, you know, a top 10 unit of pass catchers, which would be phenomenal for Lamar Jackson. Hey, Brad, you look at this group, what's crazy, we were just talking about this. The This might be the best position, like skill position guys, that this this franchise has ever had. When you think about Dobbins and Gus, the running backs, and then you've got Mark Andrews and the two young tight ends, likely flashed a year ago, they like Kohler, and then these wide receivers, this may be the best group this franchise has ever had. I think that's a big thing, too, is obviously we mentioned a couple of the big names, the early draft picks, all those things, but you then start looking at the depth as well. I'm glad you mentioned Charlie Kohler. You know, obviously they take him earlier than Isaiah likely and likely then pops. Uh, last year shows a lot in the receiving game after the catch. A solid blocker as well. But, you know, I believe them when they say they're high on Charlie Kohler. And then you all of a sudden have, you know, your three guys deep at almost every position. Maybe you do go out and add a depth piece of running back, especially some insurance for the injuries that have been there. But I think that's a key thing as well. If you get some of those injuries, the unfortunate reality of football, a bug that's maybe hit the Ravens a bit more at those spots than other teams, I think you're protected against that this year more than years past. We're speaking to Brad Spielberger of PFF. It's inside access on the fan. Brad, I want to get to the defensive side of the football. You guys have the Ravens secondary at fifth, and you loved Kyle Hamilton last year, Marcus Williams. Our concern with the Ravens secondary is the lack of corner depth. Outside of Marlon Humphrey, they brought in Rocky Sin, but – does the corner depth scare you at all? A little bit. There's no question about it. I think the Rocky Sin move was a borderline, you know, need, right? It was obviously later in the offseason. They were patient. I know some folks thought maybe they had something of a handshake agreement, you know, once the compensatory pick deadline passes, 
we'll, we'll circle back and get this done. Baltimore, obviously a club that has always done that, and I think maybe that was the case. But he's a perfect fit where you put him on the outside, he's a press man corner, it enables you to move Marlon around, put him in the slot a bit where obviously he excels, you know, move him for different matchups maybe on the outside as well. Right here in the depth, you know, it is maybe not as deep as the unit has been in years past in Baltimore, um, but the starters certainly look to be one of the top units going into the year. Brad, let's go to linebackers and uh, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen became a real thing, at least consistently, once Roquan Smith got here. Uh, I kind of refer to him as a, a force multiplier. It's a term that Harbaugh has used as well concerning Roquan Smith. A full year of them together. You guys have them ranked at third, but could they end the season as the best unit in football? I think it definitely will help. You know, building that chemistry. You you drop a guy onto a team at the trade deadline. It's tough enough no matter what position. You're talking off-ball linebacker and maybe getting some green dot responsibilities. Obviously, Roquan kind of ran the show in Chicago. Maybe has you know will shoulder more of the responsibility going forward. But but that's a spot that's as tough as any to just switch teams and really switch defensive schemes almost entirely in the middle of the year. So. Yeah, another step, maybe Patrick Queen has a chip on his shoulder, getting that fifth-year option declined, now going into a true contract year, all of those things. Yeah, I think if he takes that step, becomes the player they thought he could be coming into that draft class, obviously has the athleticism, like you said, did finish the season on a high note. Yeah, there's no reason why they couldn't maybe take the top spot going into next year. Brad, where are you on this defense as a whole where from weeks nine through 18 with Roquan Smith they were the second overall ranked defense in football now of course they've taken some hits Calais Campbell isn't here Justin Houston still a free agent as is Marcus Peters but what do you think of the defense as a whole yeah big fan of Mike McDonald and I, and I do think if I had to nitpick one spot you know of all the things we just talked about I, I do think losing that veteran presence on the defensive line with both Calais and Justin Houston I might add another piece there if that's on the edge, if Houston doesn't want to return, maybe a guy like a Melvin Ingram, um, you know, that can be more of a designated pass rusher type, but also just that consistent veteran presence for that young unit on the interior. Not as many options there, but maybe look at a Shelby Harris and Akeem Hicks, still some quality football players. And again, guys that can coach up the younger guys in that unit. Yeah, but overall, I think it should be a top, you know, top half of the NFL. Their schedule is obviously going to be tough. The division is tough. And not to take away from that strong finish, they didn't play the greatest schedule of opposing quarterbacks, which I think was a bit of a factor, um, but it should. It should be a fringe top 10, if not solidified in the top 10 unit. Um, and, of course, it also helps if the offense plays better, if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, keep them off the field, keep them fresh. You know, that's going to go a long way as well. Brad, you mentioned Lamar Jackson and with a new offensive coordinator and Todd Monk and a new contract, he looks in better shape. We talked about the playmakers. What are your expectations for Lamar this year? Yeah, I really like pivoting to Monken. It is a change. Maybe there are some growing pains early, and we're kind of used to them coming out of the gate and blowing some the doors off a couple of opponents early in the season. But, you know, Greg Roman, I think, you know, I get why there was frustration. I do think you watch some of his, you know, route patterns and guys running into each other, and there is some kind of inconsistency there. But he is one of the best run schemers, you know, we've seen in the last long time, frankly, going back a couple different jobs across the NFL and college football but with Munkin going back to Tampa Bay and Georgia as well, I mean, you're going to push the ball down the field. And I think what it's going to do is create even more space, maybe take some defenders out of the box and give them even more you know, favorable matchups in an already lethal run game. Uh, I have high expectations. I think it was a great hire. And like I said, maybe some early growing pains, but I think they will settle in. I think Lamar will like the ability to hit some of those home runs, to be able to create. I think Munkin's more open to creating out of the shot clock a little bit. 
out of structure, you know, moving Lamar left and right, letting him throw off platform on the run. And I think it will mesh well over time, no question. Brad, before we let you go, we're a little less than a month away from training camp, but how do you stack the AFC North right now? It really is in the running for maybe being the best division of football top to bottom. Um, I, I think it, you got to put Cincinnati at the top. Just you know, They've been a good team for the last couple of years. I really like their offseason. I think kind of like I just talked about with Baltimore, where their draft and a lot of their free agency was not only about getting good starting players, but also better depth in the defensive line, better depth in the secondary. You could argue maybe more depth in the offensive line as well. So I'll keep them at the top, um, but I would put Baltimore right below them. I, obviously, we saw last year in two matchups, you know, with Tyler Huntley, they almost Baltimore yeah. almost won both of those games, right? So, so you can't have them much further beyond that. And then, look, it's tough because I'll go Cleveland. I mean, on paper, Cleveland has a very, very talented roster. I think how we see the, the gelling of Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson. Talk about you know a weird kind of interesting pairing, different philosophies on offense. Can they figure that out? But they have so much talent. And then, like I said, I mean, putting Pittsburgh fourth in, in a division is crazy. I think they are a talented football team on both sides of the ball. I love their offseason as well, um, but we got to see more from Kenny Pickett. Um, but, but, look, I wouldn't be surprised if all four teams or 500 are better if we get two, maybe even three playoff teams out of this division. Brad Spielberger, you can find him at PFF. Always great, Brad. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Coming up next, we switch back to the Orioles, and we've talked about this a lot of late. Orioles, when will they start signing anybody to an extension? Well, with that, today it's a six-pack. The six players that we think Mike Elias should extend. We'll give you our list next here on The Fan. Inside Access. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Brought to you by Window Nation. Cut your energy bills up to 30% this winter. Call Window Nation today. Buy two windows, get two free with no interest payments until 2025. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's Jason and Ken's Six Pack. Inside access to what the boys are drinking. <laughs> I mean, thinking. 1057 Affair. Jason is out today, so T-Bone and I will be doing today's six-pack with Stone judging, and it's the six-pack of players we think Mike Elias should be looking to extend, and Stone, let's get started. Number six. Six is where the only pitcher comes on my list, and that's Tyler Wells, and Tyler Wells has now Mm. shown for a little over, uh, almost a year now, that the guy can shove. Uh, I don't know if this is a long-term big money extension, 
But man, oh man, did they find a a a diamond in the rough in the Rule Five draft a few years back? Tyler Wells, who is uh, about what you say, three innings away from having the two the, and two thirds, the, yep. the lowest whip ever for an Oriole with that with what two hundred fifty innings pitched. Uh, I'm going Tyler Wells six. My six, kind of like what you were saying, it, it was tough getting in, and I'm not. Anthony Santander is my six, and one of those guys I'm not rushing to extend, but he keeps proving his worth, man, where it got off to the slow start after the World Baseball Classic really came on. Now he's really hot right now. You wonder the long-term fit here. That's why he's not higher on my list. I mean, you don't want him right field long-term. Is he going to be a first baseman? Eh, but Santander is six. Number five. Five is the guy that we were talking about earlier, and that's Austin Hayes. Um, Hayes, when he's healthy, he's a very good player, but that's a big if, and you're seeing him perform at the highest level he's really performed at so far in the first half of this season. Tied for second in the American League in batting average. You know that that glove in left field at Camden Yards is going to be very good. He's got a cannon for an arm, unlike uh, Cedric Mullins, but the injury concerns scary. Five is where I have Santander, and Santander's been on fire of late. He had that stretch of, what, three straight games with a homer. Uh, he can play multiple positions now. You know how the Orioles love position flexibility, so he can play some first, can play some outfield. Obviously, he can DH. Uh, I just I wonder about the future with some of the other guys in this organization, especially Kowser immediately, and some other guys later, how he fits in long-term, but he's my five. Number four. Four is Austin Hayes, and he comes in sec- tied for comes in today's game Tied for second in the American League in batting average. And his thing has always been health. I think health wrecked his season a year ago. Remember, he had a great first half a year ago. And then I think had the wrist issue, played hurt, and he couldn't hit the second half of the year. He's finally staying healthy, knock on wood. If he could just show a longer track record of health, I think he'd be higher on my list. Number four for me is Cedric Mullins. And it's a shame that he suffered that groin injury. Uh about a month ago at this point around Memorial Day weekend because he was off to a phenomenal, phenomenal start. A couple years removed from that 30-30 season. Heck of a defender in center field. Just kind of a model of consistency, and he's been a runners in scoring position beast this year for the O's. Stoney, how are we looking so far? I'm going to lean Ken because Mullins at four seems very low. Well, we're... We'll continue. I'm, I'm I'm looking to see if I miss somebody because I'm wondering who you've got in the hole that I haven't said yet. I, but, I, I might have missed someone. Yeah. <laughs> but we are doing the six-pack of players Michael Elias should extend, and let's continue. Number three. That's you, T-Bum. Three. Maybe I'm just totally overrating it. Three's kind of where I have Wells. And mm. just because of the... Cons- so we have the same list. Yeah, just because of the consistency with Tyler Wells. And ever since he came up with them through the Rule 5 draft in 2021 in the bullpen, very good. Forced into the starting rotation last year. Very good. Wasn't even expected to crack the starting staff this year. He did. He's got the lowest whip in all of baseball, Ken. I, I-, I just think this sort can he be, not saying they're the same pitcher in any regards, but 
Can this be a guy that has a Chris Tillman esque oh, career? Could he be, in yeah, Baltimore? could he be their ace but not an ace? Yeah, I I think a Chris Tillman esque career for Tyler Wells. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Three is Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins was the best player on this team when he got hurt. Cedric Mullins has come back sooner than I expected. I still don't understand. I still don't believe he didn't steal that base last night, though he was out. But was. I, I was sitting there. The running start he got, it felt like he was halfway to second base before the pitcher released the ball. Alas, he was thrown out. I, I think he's vital to what they do. Uh, I think he can be their center fielder of the future. And this is where we start talking about bigger money deals. Cedric Mullins is going to get some legit cake. He's my three. Number two. Number two is Gunnar Henderson. And Gunnar Henderson is, uh, I think, a future star. I do think he's still the youngest guy in the American League. And you saw it last night against a tough lefty. Had trouble seeing Abbott. But as soon as the righty came in, he crushed a double to the back the, to the gap. He made a great play at shortstop last night in the top of the ninth inning. He can play short. He can play third. He can be great defensively at both positions. And the bat is going to be ridiculous. He's my two. Yeah, we're going to be simpatico with a two and one. Gunnar Henderson is my two. And I remember talking with Dan Conley earlier in the year and. 21 years old, Scott Boris client. So that's kind of the concern there. Does Boris Show really the money. That? Hey, I'm with you, Ken. I'm with you. But is Boris going to want him to sign this early? Well, give him an offer he can't refuse kind of thing. And after that slow start at the plate, man, has he been picking, picking it up. And remember that Utah Street home run where he hit 464 feet, whatever the heck it was. He said, wait till I get my grown man strength. Hey, one of the things that's funny, when I was in Alabama this weekend – and my friend would introduce me to people and say I'm in Baltimore, at least six people, they mentioned Gunnar Henderson because he's an <laughs> yeah, Alabama kid. Alabama, that, yeah. That's funny. Uh, you got that Gunnar, Henner, that Gunnar Henderson. <laughs> that, like, they know it's so funny. That's they, funny. Because you know, they don't have pro sports in Alabama, no. so it was really funny. Number one. Not much to be said. Adley Rutschman, yeah. he's going to be an all-star um this year already and he was a guy that once he got called up that that was liftoff ken that was signifying that the rebuild is over the the worst is behind them and now they're going to compete and they ended up finishing that year 83 wins no one saw that coming they're on 100 win pace right now He's been awesome behind the plate. Do you want to see some more run production there? Absolutely. Do you want to see maybe more of the extra base hits? Absolutely. But that's going to come. Yeah, I think the production will come. Uh, but he is, he as you said, he's the face of liftoff. They haven't been swept in a series since they called him Crazy. up over a year ago. He is the he's the face of all this success. He's the face of what is the future of the Baltimore Orioles. And quite frankly, he's probably more likely to get an extension than Gunner. Uh, I'd love to hear a Gunner. Uh, an Adley extension. Real quick, Stone. I, I saw this tweet earlier. The last time the Orioles were swept, Chris Owings, Tyler Nevin, Robinson Chirinos, and Ryland Bannon were all in the I lineup. I can't wait till that's a Mass <laughs> that and Rain Delay classic. classic. That I can't wait till, to watch that game. The next Rain Delay, I'm sure they're going to put it up there. Three-fourths of the screen, hey, though, because a quarter hey. of the screen's got to have the Rain Delay. That Chris Owings legacy game. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big W for the ginger gorilla. Just lean Ken here. No Felix Batista though. Yeah, you can't either it's a list. Big, because it's a big mistake to give to extend relievers. They're too Jeez. they're they're too you, you Now don't. I I will admit I had this thought it was extremely cheeky of me. 
Jackson Holiday. We've I thought seen of it that. in recent uh, years. I, thought I, of that. I was thinking about no, it, I but I did not pull the trigger. He probably was seventh. I don't yeah. believe in, in giving no, big I'm money to closers. No. But I'm with you. Hey, coming up next, we'll continue to talk. Oh, it's great job, Stone, by the way. Uh, we're, we'll talk to Nathan Ruiz. Shut out. Covers the O's uh, for the Baltimore Sun. We'll get his thoughts. Jordan Westberg in tonight's lineup against a righty. We'll talk some O's with Nathan next year on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 